Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. If you'll turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 2 is where we're at. Verse 12, and this will be the sign to you that you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. I think if, I think if you were to translate this out really in the Greek, you would you'd find a baby glowing. And, and everybody there will have rings of light around their head. They're called halos. And you will find a holy scene where a beam of light is coming down from a star and illuminating the spot where he's laying. No, none of that. That would be a sign, right? I mean, you'll find a a company of angels singing and pointing. That's the one. No, there's nothing like that. No, you're going to find a baby wrapped in rags, laying in a trough. That's literally what he's saying. That's your sign. That seems like the angels that they're experiencing right now are more of a sign than that. But no, you're going to, this is the sign. I'm sure that they've never seen that before. It would be interesting, to say the least. Verse 13. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Now it's not just one angel, it's a multitude of angels. It was so exciting for a, a group of common shepherds to hear this. And, and notice the message. And I think that this message that they give them right now is a message that most people do not believe. And maybe today you don't believe this message. Well, what does he say? He says, goodwill toward men. Remember, this is a message for all people. God's goodwill towards you that he wants to give you peace and that peace brings glory the message that he's bringing about goodwill towards men to all people brings glory to god now i just want to think about this what do you think about when you think about what god thinks about you think about that for a minute i know it's a a bit of a stretch because you usually don't think about that How do you feel about how God feels about you? Or what do you think God thinks about you? Do you realize what he's saying here? God has goodwill toward you. His thoughts for you are are of good and not of destruction. Now, I understand what you're, you're thinking sometimes because you know how bad you've been. You know your sin. You're the only one who knows your sin like you do. You're you're the only one who knows what you've done. And to think that anybody would find out would be horrifying, and yet God knows every single thing that you've ever done and ever thought, even a few minutes ago. He knows. And yet He has goodwill towards you. He wants peace with you. And, and, And Jesus coming into this world has brought peace 
with God for you. Because Jesus took the wrath of God upon himself and died upon the cross for your sins so that you could be reconciled to God. See, I don't think that a lot of people understand this. It tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 32, He who who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? He didn't spare his son because he loved you so much that he gave his son that perfect gift so that you could be reconciled to God and he will with his son, who he's going to make the heir of all things, with you, he's going to, with him, he's going to give you all good things. What do you think about when you think about how God thinks about you? You know, some of us just don't want to have it. But you have to realize God didn't save you for religion. He didn't save you so you would keep the rules. So that you would be the perfectly obedient Christian religious person. I have a friend who's a pastor of Calvary Chapel and he's just serving the Lord with all of his heart and he had an elder that was at his church with him and, and him and his wife came and they thought, oh, this is great, you know, love this church, you know, everything. But then his wife was like, where's the rules? Where's the rules to follow? I, you aren't giving us any rules. He said, I'm not giving you, I can't give you rules. I want you to have a relationship with God. You have to ask him what the rules are. You have to ask him what he de- desires from you. you can't, I can't give you a list of rules. And she finally told her husband, I can't do this anymore. I want to go back to the Baptist church, fundamental Baptist church, where they're going to give me a list of rules and things I can do. How sad is that? This isn't about keeping rules. You think that that would fly in your marriage if you said, okay, well, tell me what the rules are. Uh, give, me, give me five. I'll, give you, I'll do five things for you. And, you know, as long as I'm doing those five things, we're good, right? No, she wants love. He wants, he wants respect. They, there has to be a relationship. And God saved you, not for rules. He saved you for a relationship with himself. And that's what this is all about. That's why he came into this world and was born into this crazy circumstance. Because he wanted to be able to relate to you. He wanted to you to know that he was with you. No matter what you're going through. And that you can relate to him. And that you can come boldly to the throne of grace. We don't have a high priest who can't relate to our weaknesses. He was tempted in every single way that we are. And yet without sin. And therefore we can come boldly before the throne of grace. For grace and mercy to help in time of need. Romans chapter, or Hebrews chapter 4 tells us. He loves us and he wants a relationship with you. He doesn't want a robot. He doesn't want just an obedient person. He wants somebody who loves him and who follows him and cares about a relationship with him. Verse 15, he says, So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. So it seems that this place that they were was a public stable. This is why they were able to find them. Very strange sight to see. I doubt any of them had ever seen a baby lying in a feeding trough before. Or even a stable for that matter. You know, it's, it's amazing to me. I mean, why would, God, why would God allow his son to be born in a barn? Why would he allow that? I mean, think about that. He allows it because he, he wanted him to experience the hardest and the most difficult life he could possibly live. 
And you, you read Jesus' life, and it wasn't a bed of roses, was it? It wasn't palaces and, and privilege and, and the best teachers and the best schools and the best you know, upbringing. It was difficulty. It wouldn't be long after this, of course, uh, later the, the wise men would come and they would, they would give to Jesus, you know, before, come before Jesus and give him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So they, they'd be given a little bit of wealth, but then immediately they had to flee for their lives and go down to Egypt. And then fearing for their lives, they, they heard by an angel they could come back to Jerusalem and they, they went up back up to Nazareth, or back to Israel, they came, went up to Nazareth and lived there. Jesus grew up as a carpenter's son in poor conditions in Nazareth, a very poor community. Difficult circumstances. Didn't have a place to stay when he was in ministry. Didn't have a place to lay his head, he tells us. He was despised and rejected of men. He was made fun of. He was talked down to. He was a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. Why? So that he could relate to you in your difficulty, in your trial. And God draws near to the brokenhearted. And he comforts those who are weary and those who are downcast. A long time ago, a guy in our church asked me if I knew why Jesus was born in a barn. I said, I said why? He said, because he's the Lamb of God. Lambs are born in barns. <laughs> Cute. Verse 17. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which is told them concerning the child. I, I think we can learn a lot from these shepherds. I love that they went and told everybody. Now, I mean, maybe that's why the angels went to them, because shepherds talk. You know, what else are they going to do? You know, you, you sit outside alone by yourself for so long. When you get around people, you talk, you know. And so they, they, they made it widely known. But I think it's important for us. You know, when we see Jesus in our lives, we should tell other people. You know, that, that's, that's the first thing that we should do. I, I think Greg Laurie in his Tell Someone video series, which I recommend to all of you, it's, a, it's about personal evangelism. He says that the, one of the disciplines that is widely lacking within the Christian community is, is to tell people. And one of the best things to do is when you first get saved, to go and start telling people about it. It's easier when you're super excited at the beginning. Now, sometimes we make the mistake of thinking, well, our family needs to hear this because they're the ones who I, want, I care about the most. So I'm going to go tell my family about Jesus and we go and tell them and they're like, we don't like you and we think you're a loser and we don't care. And that kind of defeats us and we're kind of scared after that. But we shouldn't be scared. Good news is good news, right? And, and so these shepherds go out, they tell everybody, they spread it far and wide. And those, verse 18, who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Probably, probably not necessarily believing everything they hear from shepherds, which you shouldn't, you know. Yeah, I think they're crazy, but they marveled at it. Hmm, that's interesting. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, Call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.